Hi guys, my name is Juan and you're listening to Birthing Babes Podcast. Today's episode has been released a week early, reason being I'm just too bloody excited to get this one out since I'll be talking to Stacey who is the other half of Flock Curiosity Assembly from last week. I've also got a tiny bit of bragging to do before we start you guys. For once in I don't know how long I am on track with my work schedule. It may sound like nothing to some but for me the person who has the worst time management skills ever this is big. Anyway let's hear it from Stacey. Sarah, this no, I went to Sarah's house yeah, and so. um, after I picked up, uh, dropped off the kids, mm. we do a school run, we do a daycare run first and then we go back to school. My seven-year-old's a bit of a cling-on, mm. so he's only just started um, letting me go before the bell. Oh, cute. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, it is nice. Yeah. I like being there, but sometimes it's annoying when you've got to get out of there. And yeah. Like, um, yeah, especially if we were travelling interstate. Yeah. Um, you know, your time, you're driving to Sydney, you want to be on the road fairly early, but we can't because Frank. <laughs> 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 but that's fine. I'd ra- I mean, I think I'd probably miss it later and be like, oh, you know, I do want those hugs still. Yeah, yeah, that's um, cute. But he's just started to... Um, I can kiss and go. I walk in, um, I still have to get into the school with him. Mm. And I actually prefer that because it is a little bit um, earlier. Uh, well, we usually get there about 20 to 9. Mm. Uh, have a state 20 to 9. Um, just to make sure he's got his friends and mm. the, the duty um, person is on in the playground. Yeah. Just in case. I mean, you, I mean, touch wood it never ever happens to anyone that we ever Mm. but I think you know you hear of these horrific Mm. like the kid went out the gate or something yeah or you know I don't know he could have a breakdown and I don't know and he's followed me out and then someone's picked him up or something I don't know you know you run I think as a parent you run through the worst case scenario yeah when you shouldn't See, my since Akira was born, my worst case scenario in my head is what if I fall down the stairs and hurt myself um, and she's just home all day crying until Dan gets home. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be, yeah, I can see how yeah. that would be. Like you physically hurt yourself, so you can't... Or like die. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Well, you do hear, but when you do hear of those hideous stories where the baby, you know... Had to fend for itself for a, a few days. I mean, that's never going to happen. To mm. <laughs> <laughs> touch wood. Oh. Yeah. Um, but you do. I mean, you quite often hear of it in America, don't you? Mm. Like those horrific stories where the mum died or something and the baby was, you know, eating what they could from oh. the cupboards. She can't even reach the No, cupboards. I know. I know, fending for themselves and then, yeah. like, sleeping with mum. Yeah, that's, well, that's Oh, scary. yeah, it's ugly. Yeah. Very not nice. Okay, before we keep going, why don't you tell me who you are and what you do? Okay, my name is Stacy, and I'm one half of Flock. Um, I'm a jeweler. Mm-hmm. I never know what to say, actually, if I am a jeweler or designer, because initially we were a jeweler. Uh, we started off making jewelry, but now we're delving into. I would I would say so is it like a you're you're a jeweler yeah um that's that is a pretty broad term also yeah 
Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because you don't, you're right, you don't just make stuff. You design stuff also. Mm. And you're also a bookkeeper. The CEO. You're <laughs> the co-founder. Yeah. Customer yes. service person. That's right. Mm. Online distributor. Mm-hmm. Warehouse. Warehouse supplier. All-rounder. <laughs> All-rounder. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so I make jewellery with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have just delved into homewares, which we're making small vessels at the moment, and we have other things in the pipeline, I think, for the new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been working together for now for, well, we've known each other for 12 years. Mm. Um, coming up 12 years, I think I moved here in 2007 from, from New Zealand. Mm. Um, you still have that accent, by the way. Do I? 2007. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't get um, pulled up on it as much as what I used to. Mm, it's subtle. It, in some words. A little words, bit, yeah. yeah. You've got a little twang. Yeah. Um, well, I married an Australian, mm. so he probably rubs off on me. Yeah. And Sarah's Australian, so. Yeah. Um, but I also think that Sarah doesn't really sound that Australian. Like, as some people, I've got another friend and she's sounds country Australian. No, I thought you were going to say something else. No. <laughs> no. No. Like that. No. No. Um, yeah. So maybe I've, um, I'm, I'm adapting my language, changing. Mm-hmm. And probably since having the children, some things I do notice with the kids, they say it how I would say, yeah. pronounce it how I would say it. Yeah. Um, and, I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't really notice until they, like if Frank says, I'll go and put it in the bin. (laughs) (laughs) Or where's the pen? You know? Um, Little things like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, so we started working in a jewellery store. Mm -hmm. Um, That was my first job when I moved here, Mm -hmm. was managing um, a shop in the Royal Arcade, Mm -hmm. a little jewellery boutique, and Sarah started working there part-time. She was studying, um, and... I think we were instantly friends, weren't we? I mean, it's such a small environment that you couldn't... You it, The shop is so little, mm-hmm. and so you had to work with, you know, someone... You were hoping to work with someone that you liked yeah. because you had to be with them mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. Um, and I think Flock started as a urgency to be creative and you know, the nine to five or like the mundane. I'd come from a creative job. Like I worked as a florist for many years. In back home. Uh, yeah, in New Zealand. And um, I worked for a photographer. I'm a printmaking photography major. Oh. So I went to art school in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and then when I met Sarah, she was a jewellery major. And mm. so that kind of was interesting. We never had that offered to us at art school the jewellery aspect of things. Mm. Um, And she used or knew a lot about a medium called resin, Mm -hmm. um, which I had not. So we just started doing it after work, really, and the weekends, and then it just sort of grew um, into Rose Street. Mm. That was our first um, sort of lot of markets, and then it just became a permanent, easy weekend sort of job mm. and um 
at, but at that stage I was working full time still. Yeah. So it was kind of hard um, juggling the two. And you want to make that commitment to stop. But it's a, but it's a huge, um, yeah, you have to, well, I mean, I wasn't a very good saver of money. So it wasn't as if I could quit and live for a year with, you know, my savings. And it was, you know, retail manager position, not that good of money. Mm. Um, So that was enough, really, just to make and be able to create outside of that job and just, you know, using your brain Mm. a bit more. Mm. It's tough working in customer service. Yeah. Which, I mean, we still do now. It's different when it's ours. But it is different when it's your business. Yeah. I don't know if it's harder or not. Maybe it is because you take everything so personally. Yeah. Yes. It's like, well, what do you mean? You don't like my stuff. Yeah. But I think you can also say, well, you know what? If someone's giving you grief. Bye. See ya. Yeah, I um, don't actually need your $30. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm getting or, more, uh, I get thick skin now mm. the more markets I do. You know, with my stuff, I get so many comments, bad and good. So do I. And it's just like, okay, bye. Have a good day. I hope your day is a, as nice as you are. Yeah. <laughs> I just find it interesting how people don't really think before they no. make comments. Um, we get it all the time with, oh, I could make that. When I hear that, now I'm just like, okay, because you... You don't, you don't make that. You think you can, and you think you will, and I'm not being a bitch here. No. But that's the truth. You don't have time to do it. That's the one thing. The you equipment. Yeah, the equipment. The amount of money you're going to spend getting all those stuff is going to be is going to cost more than Absolutely. a pair of earrings. Yeah. Yeah. I just and everything about it, like the marketing of your business, the you know. Um, we're lucky in that respect as far as like the design graphic design part of Sarah was stu- had studied graphic design so um, we didn't have to outsource that um, which has been I mean it's probably not been a, it's easy for me to say because I don't do that part <laughs> but um, it's easy for me because I don't have to do anything yeah, you, yeah well I mean I don't really understand I'm not really computer tech savvy mm-hmm. whereas Sarah is She's in the know of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that's, but it's all the little things. Mm. Packaging. Mm. Um, I don't know. Having a drill press. What you know, thing, like people don't, you know, they can say, oh, I can make that. But you need all that little, yeah. lot of equipment. You can set up resin in your kitchen table mm. and do it. Yeah. But I do yeah. like to encourage people to be creative. Absolutely, and, and, do and it. a hundred percent. And but not you do workshops of like us. My stuff down. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're not going to let all your secrets out. No. When you do a workshop, I'm sure you're not uh, telling them exactly how you make it, are making your product. Mm, I tell. You I, give them the. You teach them the basic, the, and that's what yeah. they're there for. Yeah. Um, and mm. honestly. If you apply yourself, then you know what the next steps are going to be. Yeah, and research. Um, yeah, lots of research. Lots like, of research. So many things you can find on the internet. And, um, yeah, but I, I do like to encourage the creativity. Um, Absolutely. That's why, you know, you too, because that's yeah. why we're, like you said, we do workshops. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 
I think in our workshops too, we really push that, you know, this is our full-time job. We have two small families mm. and we do this to feed our children and, you know, or to live. And, to, and we're lucky enough to be able to do what, do like. what we, yeah, to mm. do what we love. Mm. Um, it's hard mm. because it come, money comes in waves. Yeah. You know, it's the life of an artist. Mm, you don't you don't work, you don't get paid. Yeah, and I at, find that um, with Dan as well, he's a tattoo artist, so we don't oh, have a steady income in yeah. our family, and we're always stressed out about money. Yes, it's hard. Yeah, but he... I feel like I live in La La Land. He's more grounded than I am, and he needs to remind me to... Um, come back to reality a few times it's like you can't keep saying everything's okay when we're heading towards the not okay yeah. and I'm like no it'll be fine it'll be fine I'll make some money um, yeah but oh, no. it's it's really hard it is really hard yeah. because I mean there's a lot of budgeting and things like that I don't budget but I have to budget what I have mm. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense <laughs> oh my like, god mm. no I'm the worst um Probably I probably um, spend more than I make, mm. but don't we all? I'm. That's why I don't have credit cards. Oh well, yeah. Well, we have one credit card in our family. Yeah. <laughs> and I hold the reins of it. I've, you know, it's an emergency. Mm. And there has been a lot of emergencies because yeah. it has been quiet, mm. um, and you do go through go through quiet patches. I'm not looking forward to after Christmas actually. Yeah, at the right start now, like the start like of the year to save up for that 3 months. And then all your money that you make at that Christmas period you I mean you do all the big major markets so they want the deposit, they want a percentage of things. So you might feel like there's lots of money going in but at the start of next year or a few months into the year there's a lot of outgoings. Yeah, it's the um, most outgoings. And it's the most yeah. outgoings, that's right. So it's a hard time of year yeah. and it's a lull too because there's so many sales. Yeah, post you know, with Christmas. Post Christmas and, you know, um, for us, joy's a luxury. Mm. Um, so it's a hard time of year. I think that's a, why we started doing workshops um, when Haley approached us from Workshop Melbourne many moons ago, um, it was yeah another great way to have a little bit of income coming in. And I mean, we love Workshop Melbourne. Um, it's such a great space, yeah. and um, they're great people to work with. Um, but yeah, the money—it's hard being a business owner mm. financing things mm. explaining to your little people that mm, well maybe we can't do that this year because you know that costs a lot of money kids mm. don't understand mm. um yeah money doesn't grow on trees that's the one thing mum like I remember mum saying to me as we grow up um my mum's a single parent um, and she worked all the time. Yeah. And we grew up in Thailand, so we have uh, we had a nanny, um, and that you know, our nanny was our second mum, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and 
mum tried not to spoil us. Yeah. But in the end of the day, we, I don't, I don't want to sound like we're brats because we weren't, but if we want something, we will get it eventually. Yeah. Well, that was us too. Mm. Um, she taught us patience. Yeah. She taught us that money, uh, doesn't grow, grow on trees. Um, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Even though at the time I don't understand, I'm like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Other people can have it. So, so why can't I? And grow, growing up um, in a divorced family, I thought it was actually weird that other people, other kids have their parents, their parents were together. Cause um, I asked my friend to come over and she goes, okay, I have to ask my dad. I'm like, but you've already asked your mum, and your mum said yes. So that's fine. Right. She goes, no, I have to ask both. Both. I'm like, well, that's um, unfortunate. Cause I just have to ask my mum. Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought I was the normal, yeah. the normal one. Of course. But that's nice. good because then your mum obviously did a good job, mm. you know, at that time where it would have been hard, maybe, you know, was separating. I think my parents were the only ones in, or in high, when I was in high school, I think in my group of friends, my parents were the only ones that were together. Mm. And that was huge because mm. nobody's parents were, everybody else's parents were single. Mm. I mean, separated yep. rather. Um, yeah, so they had these two different lives. Yeah. One, you know, some would go to their dad's house and yeah. go to their mum's house and mm. it just seemed like it. We'd still see, um, my brother and I still see our dad. Yeah. Uh, every second week or every weekend or whatever, second weekend I yeah. think it was, but... It was just different. Different. Yeah. That's right. Mm. And I, I think, I mean, I can't understand because I haven't mm. grown up, but I watched a lot of friends and it was weird for, I was the weird one having parents uh, that were still together. Yeah, yeah. Even now, I mean, they're still together. Mm. So, and that's unheard of almost nowadays. Mm. Not many, yeah. you know, people. And, and I want to say though, it's, things are different in Thailand. Having a nanny is normal. Yeah. And having help yeah. is normal. So yeah. we're not like loaded. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally different. Yeah, in, yeah. In yeah. I used to get teased in high school here actually when my friends found out I had a nanny. I'm like, it's not what you think it is. It's totally different. Yeah. Like, um, you know, my nanny was paid more than normal uh, wage in Thailand. Um, <coughs> and our family is comfortable, but, you know, it's – anyway. I know. It's isn't it funny how you're just or you know, in situations like that, well they must be rich. Mm. Mm. They've got a nanny. I wish. I wish. But yeah, that is the that's what they do. Mm. What you do what people do. Yeah. Well your yeah, your dad was brought up with nannies and was it a nanny? Mm. Clean a helper? Helpers. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't uh, we weren't allowed to call my our nanny maid. No. Mum's like, that's rude. Yeah. Either you call her by her name or refer or, to her as your nanny. Yeah. yeah. You're not calling anyone your maid. That's yeah. just rude. So your mum kept it real. Yeah, she kept Very it Very down real. to earth. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, enough about my mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you obviously had your kids when you were doing flock. Yes, so I had left my job at the jewellery store mm-hmm. and I actually had been offered a, uh, to manage a, um, Hello Gorgeous. I don't know if you remember that store in 
the Royal Arcade. Um, no, I don't think and so. And so, well, the girl was um, who I was friendly with was leaving to have a baby mm-hmm. and needed a new manager. Um, and I needed a change, I think, because I'd been in that environment for a little while. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, I mean, retail, I think you can only be in for a certain amount of time. Well, I know I can. I, mm. I can't be there for... I couldn't imagine myself being there forever. <laughs> mm. um, so I went and worked it was literally like three or four shops down um and pretty soon after I started I fell pregnant um and it wasn't planned Mm. and it was really scary Mm. and I'd only known Leo for six months you knew you were pregnant after six months yeah well I think it was like I think we'd been dating for six seven months Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. No, I, not I, after six. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, oh my god, no way, no, 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 no. We had only been going out. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. six or seven months, I think. Yeah. So that was okay. A huge thing mm. as well, um, but never an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bit scary though. I think I was thirty years old, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, if I'm old and stupid enough to get myself in this situation then I can have this baby regardless that's exactly my mentality yeah Um, this was before I was pregnant and I don't know I was talking to my uncle who's like 79 at the time and I'm like well if I'm gonna be pregnant and have a baby then yeah I'll keep it whatever and he's like you're what he's Christian yeah yeah conservative and I'm like yeah, I'm old enough to. Why? And I got myself in the situation when exactly. you know that you don't actually have to get pregnant. There's lots of contraception yeah. or things, you know. Yeah. Um, you're old enough. Mm. 30 is a good number. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I fell pregnant with Frankie. We found out he was a boy mm-hmm. um, as soon as we could. I wasn't that person that could wait. Mm-hmm. I had to know. Um I was really scared mm. throughout the whole thing. I think I was more like, oh, my God, how's this thing going to get out of me? Mm. Like, that was more the fear. And I think every time I had a scan, I was always like, oh, is there 10 fingers? Yeah. You know, um, I was really, I don't even know why that the baby had all the limbs. <laughs> it sounds so silly, but that was a thing for me. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, please. Please just have all the right places, pieces in the right places. Yeah. Um, and of course he does. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have loved him less anyway. Well, absolutely not. No. But I think you have these... I think I'm that person that goes to worst case scenario. Yeah. Straight away before... I don't even pass go. Like, I just go straight through the stop sign. Yeah. And think about what if, which is silly but I do it. Yeah, so I had Frankie, and it was pretty, um, it was a pretty cruisy pregnancy, I think, um, apart from the normal, um, you know, ailments. Mm. Um, he was pretty, it was pretty straightforward. I think it, when I got to maybe 32 weeks, my blood pressure started to go a bit funny. Mm. Um, so they were really on top of that, um, and I was monitored. And then when I got to... 
so I had I thought I had Frank at 38 weeks but I was just on 39 weeks I had him and I was induced with him um because I had high blood pressure and I started getting um pre preeclampsia yeah. yeah so um I had been going I had Frank in the Royal Women's because at that stage we were living in Brunswick yeah um and yeah and I had I think it was like maybe three weeks pre being induced um I was being monitored so I had to go in every day to the clinic wow and have blood pressure oh my gosh it was horrible but that's an alternative to staying there absolutely Mm -hmm. so I think I would go in in the morning and then they had a really great day sweet like day room um that there was lots of mums in there having the same thing blood pressure checks and Mm -hmm. having their appointments and whatnot and but I had to sit there for four to six hours mm. and have my blood pressure taken hourly. Mm. So it was a bit torture. But it kind of, it was it was all right. I mean, the Royal Women's is a nice um, place. <laughs> as far as I, was I was thinking of that too. I'm like, yeah, place. Yeah, place. <laughs> um, and they were really, like, you know, accommodating. Yeah. And, you get free sandwiches. Yeah. And it was, juice. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that wasn't... It wasn't the worst part of it. Mm. And then they decided that we should just get the ball rolling and induce at 39. Yeah, it was just on 39 weeks, I think. Mm. Um, so I remember going in on a Thursday morning, the crack of dawn. And they put the first lot of whatever they put up there. And then I remember sitting in that day room all day and saying to my husband, my God, what's happening? Like, he's, you know, because he's like, are you feeling anything? Is everything happening? I'm like, no, nothing's happening. And I remember, you know, you momentarily get checked every so often. They'd see how, you know, far. At that stage, I hadn't, like, my cervix wasn't... um, I think they put the gel, don't they? And that does it thin your cervix out or your? I don't know to make way for that or to start to try and bring it on. I've no idea. I th- I have heard about the gel. Yeah, that's I what I had. I the gel. Know what it does? I've heard about the balloon. Mm. So I've heard about the stretch and sweep. I've heard that. It sounds painful. Oh. Yeah, so I think they had done that, and then when they were doing the internals, they were like, it's just not, there's nothing happening. I can't quite remember. Your cervix weren't ripe, wasn't ripe enough? Ripe enough. It wasn't ripe, that's right. Mm. So um, so I think she's stretched and sweet down there. <laughs> um, Love the hand. Yeah, and I don't really know. I just remember thinking, geez, that was sore. Yeah. Um, and then Even the checking oh, how far along yes. was so painful. Everything was just so painful. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean you're in a state of um you've got a human in your body. It's moving around and it's not comfortable. Mm. Anyway, so it got to about four o'clock and the day clinic I think was shutting at six or something. It was five thirty or something like that. Uh, so they said we're gonna put one more lot of gel. And then we're going to admit you up to the birthing with, yeah. uh, for the night, mm. pretty much. And so they did that. And then I sort of got a bed and went upstairs. 
and I had said to Leo, I think at about seven o'clock, oh. and I was so tired, like just sitting around all day. I wasn't doing anything. So nothing was happening. Nothing at all. was you happening at all. Pain. No you pain. Yeah, out. and I'm thinking, oh gosh, when is this gonna start? Like, is it gonna be like bang we're on, mm-hmm. or is it progressively gonna go? I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we went up to the room, and it must have been 7 o'clock by then, and I said to Leo, well, you might as well go, because I can't, like, at that stage, because we were up in the birthing, uh, up in the suite where they, the mothers go after they've had the babies. In the ward? In the ward, yeah, so, um, for the night. Were so he wasn't allowed. Were you in your own room? Um, no, I was in with another woman that had just had a cesarean. Oh, and so it was a fairly, you know, I mean, we were trying to be quiet and, you know, considerate to her. Um, yeah, so Leo, I think, I was like, oh, maybe you can go home and get the computer and so I can watch something. So he flew home and got bits and pieces and then came back and I was like, oh, I think I've got a bit of period pain. Like that dull sort of ache. Mm when you initially you might be getting your period you know the feeling and then I think he left at about 9 30 quarter to 10 maybe Sarah he picked up Sarah (laughs) poor thing like on the way back I think he was like I don't know why yeah so that she'd come for a visit so I was like hi (laughs) you know nothing was happening so it didn't really matter but um yeah, and then, so they left about maybe 9, 30, 10 o'clock. But I think 10 o'clock was the cutoff and they had to get out That's anyway. Late. Was it? I feel like a... The Mercy was, I'm pretty sure, was like 7 or 8. Yeah, but I think because he was the dad oh. and Sarah, he'd like snuck Sarah in. Yeah, Sarah's um, the second mum. Yeah. Family. Yeah, so, um, and then I sort of, they left and I must have gone to sleep. Mm. And I woke up at 3 o'clock. In the morning, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, this must be it. So, you the pain, the woke pain, you up. yeah, the pain woke me up, and it just progressively got more and more intense. And I was pushing the button on the bed, and I was up on the bed, down on the bed, getting up, walking around, moving the table around. I was so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I had rung the bell, and I had, I have to say, a pretty oh probably not the best night nurse or midwife I think she'd actually heard her back and she couldn't be bothered coming up so she wasn't answering me and so the first time I rang the buzzer because I was you know it was foreign I didn't know what was happening like is the baby gonna fly out (laughs) you do you know what I mean no like it I just thought I don't know what I'm doing like, and I really, and by that stage I was like, oh my God. And I had rung Leo and was like, oh my God, I think it's happening. Mm. And he was like, do I come? And I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you know? No, you stay home. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. all right. Keep sleeping. <laughs> um, and I'd rung the woman and she'd come in and I'd be like, oh God, I'm in a bit of pain. She was like, what do you think you're going to have the baby now? And that's what she said to me. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I don't know. And she said, I'll bring you some Panadol. And I, was, and I was like, okay, thinking, oh, maybe the Panadol will dull this pain stupidly. Um, yeah, but I think she had, like, Did a sore back. Did you check your blood 
pressure. No, she didn't check anything like that. She just came in and was like, no, you're fine, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then it just got worse and worse. And so I was sort of trying to breathe through the contractions. It was getting more and more intense. Then it would drop off. Then it would get more intense and drop off. And then it was just full throttle, like really hard and fast. Mm. And so I must have been moaning. Like I must have been making noise for this poor woman next to me. And she said, are you okay? Through the curtain. And I was like, no, I'm not. I don't really know much she and at that stage I think I'd buzzed and buzzed and buzzed and she hadn't answered and so I was like the woman's not answering my my night nurse or whatever you want to call her is not answering and she was like okay I'll um I'll buzz too I'll buzz too and her one came straight away and then she opened the curtain because she must have ushered her through to me and she opened the curtain she was like oh love you're really rocking on I remember her saying, because I was like on the end of the bed, like, you know, this is painful. Um, And she was like, okay, I'm going to ring the downstairs and get someone to come up and get you. But my one initially, I tell a lie, she'd come in twice. So the first time she came in, she asked me if I want, oh, she told me she was going to get me some Panadol. Then she came back and she gave me the Panadol and left again. Then I buzzed again and she came in and she said, the full downstairs. And I was like, well, what? that means nothing to me. If you're going to have a, a because, baby, you're going to have a baby. Yeah. And so she was like, I'll ring. And then I think she'd left the room again to go and sort out whatever she was sorting out, but didn't come back. <laughs> anyway, this new one came in and she was like on the ball. And within like five minutes, the two, I had the midwife from downstairs I had two midwives actually had come up to take me down. Um, and they were great. There was an older lady and a young man, actually. Um, and Was he a midwife? Yeah. Mid-husband? Yeah. Mid-husband? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What is the term? I'm not sure. Midwife? A I'd nurse say. is a nurse, right? So yeah. if, if that's what... That's right. If a midwife is a name yeah. of that profession, then... That's yeah, I think it is midwife. He he was great. Mm. He was this young guy, and and at first I was like, oh god, this is weird. Mm. Like, um, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. But then I was thinking, you're being ridiculous. You need to have this baby. Mm. Um, and he actually was wonderful. Mm. So he'd set up the yoga ball for me, and like filled like gloves with ice, and mm. like he was just wonderful and. The older midwife I had, she was really good as well. She was, she kind of made me feel really calm, mm. and um, when I wasn't focusing too much on the contractions. And Leo was there. Yes, and then he had come. Yeah, he had arrived. Um, so what time was this? By the time. So you... it must have been like five, mm. and five thirty by the time I got down there, because it was a few hours of rocking on, as they say, mm. um, before I had been taken down. Um, and then I got down and they broke my waters. Mm. Um, they had to break it? Yeah, they had to break it. I don't know why. I really can't remember. Yeah. Um, broke the waters and then I was like, I can't lie on the bed. Because it was just, I think Frankie was sitting in a weird spot on my spine mm-hmm. in the in the back. And so I was like, oh, I have to sit up. So, she, so I had the yoga ball and I was sort of bouncing around on the yoga ball. Um, and... I sort of, I immediately asked for an epidural 
because of the pain was just uh, ridiculous. So she was, when I was coming down in the lift, she was like, you know, do you want any payment? I was like, yes, yes, and yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be a martyr here. Mm-hmm. I want the drugs. Um, so I ordered the epidural because someone had told me, if you want an epidural, even if you don't, just say you do because the anaesthetist takes yeah. a little while to calm. So I was for sure on top of that when I... Mm-hmm. Um, got down there and then I was had the gas mm. and then I sort of like some of the contractions I could breathe through and be all right mm. um, and others I think I focused on them too much and I stupidly asked what the monitors like were the readings and the monitors were really? I don't even know why and the numbers when the numbers were progressively going up it meant that there was a contraction coming yeah so oh. then I focused on that which was the worst thing I could possibly do. Yeah. Um, because I could see that they were coming. Yeah. And you were coming. <laughs> and of I like... was and I would go tense then and and not breathe through it and not Yeah. Um, you were be, I wasn't it. yeah, I was expecting it, so I wasn't relaxed. And then other times I think I'd maybe I was in a kind of weird non conscious state. Because <laughs> the pain's ex- like it's killer. Mm. Um I could breathe through them and I really, like it was fine. And then others I focused. But I had a girlfriend and she said to me before, you know, the contractions really hurt, but you have to go in there and think, once I've had that one contraction and it's gone, it never, I'll never have the same contraction ever again. So once you get through that one, you get through it and then you never have to think about it again and you just have to go on to the, you know, and you're moving forward like that. So I think that really stuck in my mind, like this is not forever. This is, you know, a few minutes or or however long it was and then it was over and then I had a bit of breathing but it was uh, time before the next one came. Um, But I didn't progress. So um, I got, I think, to five centimetres. And um, she had initially told me that I was seven centimetres dilated and that I was coming, the epidural was coming and blah, blah, blah. And then when the guy came to give me the epidural, he gave me an internal, again, just to check what they they did. And he said, no, you're not. You're only five. So, because she was like, home straight you're seven centimeters dilated once you get this epidural we're going to be pushing and you're going to have your baby and so I was like oh this is great like it's coming and I'm nearly I'm going to have this baby and then he said no I think I was like oh my god I can't do this any longer and so then and Frankie I think his heart rate was starting to go Mm. a bit funny so they gave me the options they said well you could go on a drip and be in labor for another 24 hours or and you probably will end up having to have an emergency cesarean cesarean or you can go in and have a cesarean now and I looked at Leo and I was like I have to do it I can't I didn't even think about it I was like I I can't do this anymore um what what's the drip I think it like makes It's an, another form of inducing, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think it's like a, I had the gel and then they said about the drip. And I think you can, I think it's, 
I'm, I don't know. I might have to look that one up. Okay. And then I was wheeled in. Mm. And I had to sit curved. Yeah, that's yes, that's scary. And it was hard because they had to do it in between um, contractions. Contractions, so they had to be fast, but you had to sit still. Was that scary? Mm. No, because it was so painful. You just wanted that. I just wanted it, and I had never. It never really worried me how I. I mean, of course, I was worried about pushing it out. Because I thought, oh my god, how the hell does that come out of your body? But um, but I wasn't like a thing. Like I wasn't like pro vagina birth, you know, or or one or the other. Um, I just wanted the baby to be healthy, and that was the best solution that they, you know, and the safest because his heart rate was going up and down, and my blood pressure was oh. skyrocketing at that stage as well. Yeah. I think there was just too much trauma on the body, maybe. Yeah. Um, so for me, I was like, I just want to get him out and know that he's all right. And for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I didn't have any um, worries as such about not having that same connection as a V-backer would. Um, I don't think. I mean, they put... they. They said to me initially, oh, he's too big to come out and your hips are too little, like, and you no, too yeah. narrow no. and he's not fitting. Um, but then when they pulled him out, he was a spindly, tiny, he was 2.8 kilo. Oh, my goodness. Um, and they were like, no. And I remember she was holding him up, like, you know, and she was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I was thinking. He's tiny. Yeah. Um, but they did find a clot in my placenta. Okay. I was saying to Sarah on the way here, and she said, maybe that's why you didn't progress, and they sent it away, but it never came back with anything abnormal, so I think it was just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he was 2.8 kilo, he was tiny, um, and they put him straight on my chest. So you do get that um, instant skin-to-skin. Yeah. Um, and then Leo, you know, cut the cord and I think he did skin to skin with him as well. I asked Dan, I'm like, you need, well, I didn't ask him. I said, you need to do skin to skin with the baby also. You need to get your top off. (laughs) And he's like, no, 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 I'm not. I'll hold the baby, (laughs) not taking my top (laughs) off. I'm like, you need to. And I'm going to, you know, when I went into the shower to labor in the shower i'm like i've got shorts for you you should get changed because your jeans gonna be wet he's like no No. (laughs) just let me do my thing like you need to take your top off (laughs) yeah isn't it funny what you do um yeah and then i think i was wheeled into recovery for a few hours my blood pressure by the end had like dropped so i think i was had to stay in there for a bit Mm. i felt cold and Yeah, yeah yeah and i just had to get back to Normal. Normal. And I mean, when you have a cesarean, everything's numb from your, um, just under your bust down. So it's kind of a weird sensation. And and you've had the baby and the baby's not around you. But at the same time, I wasn't too concerned because the nurses kept coming down going, it's your husband, Leo. He's walking around showing everyone your new baby. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, so... Um, but also, like, can you get him to come yeah, back? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. I was like, oh, God. Okay. Um, and then by the time we got up there, then he was there. And 
we got to have cuddles and whatnot. But I think I was like, oh gosh, having a freak out. Like, what do I do now? New baby, first mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. How do you hold this baby? Yeah. I, my husband's Italian, and so I was bombarded with, um, in a good way, with family, mm. his family. Um, my mum had missed because I had been injured and she wasn't coming until a week later. Oh. So, But that's all right. I kind of, it was a nice time. We got we were home and we had a few days to be settled and then she was there, so it yeah. was good. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be the one thing, I like when I had my second child, I asked for no visitors, mm. except for a couple, mm. like I let a couple come, mm. because I think I went home with Frank and was, I was in such a bubble at the hospital and I wasn't taking anything in mm. because everyone's like, congratulations and oh, what a beautiful baby and they're passing him around and, mm. you know, and then when the midwife comes in to check you periodically as they do and tell you things, you're sort of really not retaining that information because you're tired and there's mm. lots of things going on. Yeah. And so I thought with my second child, I didn't want to have that because I got home and nobody told me my milk comes in. After a few days, I didn't. I don't know what I thought, mm. and so I, that was a huge shock. I had a um, lot of emergency visits mm. that first month with Frank, like middle of the night, driving to the emergency room for different things. Mm. I had a panic attack mm. when my milk came in. I woke, remember going to sleep and waking, and I must have been spooning Leo, and I woke up and the whole bed was drenched, mm. and my boobs were like rocks. And I was like, oh, God, what's happened? And then I just couldn't control my breathing. And I and Leah's like, calm down, Stacey. And I had to shake. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm having a panic. I was like, I'm dying. You have to, so we went to emergency. And they're like, you're having a panic attack. <laughs> and you feel like a little bit of an idiot. No. But at the same time, they were great. Mm. Um, but I think there was like four every week for the month after we were at the emergency for something hi yeah hi here i am again this is what, you know yeah. um but they were great mm. um but it's such a learning curve isn't it yeah no one i feel like i wasn't told anything no and i i'm not blaming it on the people because i don't actually go and do my own research either because i was so focused on the pregnancy and the birth and I'm like, okay, once the baby comes, that's fine. I'll just look that up yeah. later. But I never do. No, because, I didn't read books yeah. or anything like that. I think you, um, I mean, you take little snippets from everyone because mm. everyone has their opinion about, mm. you know, when you've had a child or you're having yeah. a baby and whatnot. Um, I had a great experience with the Royal Women's. Frankie didn't latch really well at the hospital. Yeah. And I probably should have been more... Um, like persevered with that a bit more um and but I was like oh it'll be fine when we get home and you know and then the milk came in and I was like oh god I didn't really realize that everything was so involved Mm. um and then he didn't he was a really fussy baby really Mm. hard and he only slept he slept he woke up like hourly Mm -hmm. and then it went to like two hours and Mm. I don't think he slept through fully until he was like 11 months um, Kira still doesn't sleep through. And it's hard. I mean, I think there was heaps of times where I was like screaming at the end of the bed, Leo, and chucking, you know, raps at him. <laughs> but um, just from being so exhausted. Yeah. And I think Frankie was really needy. Yeah. Um, 
just oh you know you know with your first baby you don't tend to like them crying you put them down you hold them you pick them up if they're crying mm-hmm. you don't give them a chance to chill out chill out and that's normal for a first mum but you, at the time, you're like, oh, my God, please just stop. Mm. Um, and you're exhausted. And, and you cry rock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. cried a lot. Mm. And I think now, like I was saying to Sarah, I had a lot of... I think I was had a little bit of postpartum, mm. actually, now that I look back. But I kind of pushed on through. But I think it was like a real not having my family here, mm. and Leo's family is was excellent with Frank, um, but it's not the same as having your own mum, mm. um, or you know that kind of. There's all those factors, um, but then the second baby, <laughs> you just breeze it through. So with Piera, <laughs> Piera, yeah, Piera, Piera, um, she was a whole other bag of goods. Mm. Um, I think, well, with my second pregnancy, I had hip dysplasia, oh. and that was painful. So that was, like, really from the on, uh, from the start, I think. I, yeah, I was seeing a physio and stuff, and then it kind of progressively got bad as you got bigger and, you know, more uncomfortable. Then at 30 weeks, I got gestational diabetes. Oh. Um, and apparently it's quite common with your second child. Really? I didn't um, have it with Frank. Yeah. Um, apparently they, like most, I think when I went to the first meeting to find out about it, um, most of the mums that were in there were on their second and third and fourth child mm-hmm. um, and had had it not with their first or maybe not with their first two and then got it with their second yeah. lot. I was having a breakdown about that I was like oh my god I'm gonna have this giant baby because <laughs> I mean I think that's what they put the fear in you like you're gonna have this humongous sugar baby or something I was more worried about the things I can't eat yeah so did you have I didn't have it no but when they're like okay this is what it is yeah I'm like oh no I can't already eat everything I want and now you're gonna I know and now it's more me. and I had to um Oh, yeah, the jabs. I had to stab myself, but I really... With um, insulin? Yes. Not just for fun? No, no, yep. no, no, with insulin. <laughs> but I really was diet controlled, so I was so paranoid about it mm. that I really managed it, I think. Um, I th- I was so over the top paranoid. I was so upset by it. And it was silly because, I mean, it's not like you're dying, mm. but I think you just hear that word diabetes and you're like, oh. Um, so I diet controlled and, um, I was only on, um, a morning and, uh, night insulin because I couldn't keep my sugars when I, the sugar, my sugars were high when I was sleeping for some reason. So I took, uh, the insulin at night and I think it was only like six meg. It was the smallest dose. Like some of the mums on, in there were on 50 or like. I don't even know what the numbers mean, yeah, but I think yeah. more is, and we're jamming a lot more into them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that was my like, oh, I can't stab myself with a pit, with a needle. Mm. Like that was my biggest yeah. thing. Um, it's nothing. It's like <laughs> but I, no, you know, scary, but it's still though. horrible. And you still get like, you put it in your tummy and you get a bruisey kind of, and it's sore. And But I didn't, but I controlled that really well. 
so I didn't um like I probably and I ended up having a normal sized baby mm-hmm. I think that's they throw that out there that you're going to have a humongous baby yeah. but in actual fact most of the babies are normal yeah. I actually joined a gestational diabetes Facebook thing to mm-hmm. find out more and mm-hmm. you know with recipes and things like you yeah. you know um and most of the babies were either un, like little mm. or just normal average mm. size so Pietro she was 3.3 so she was bigger than Frank mm. um but still not it's an average it's an average yeah. weight um I was induced with her again because I had uh, I was classed as high risk because of because I had had preeclampsia with and oh. high blood pressure with Frank, and then I had the GD yeah. with Pieta, and then the blood pressure click started to kick in again. Again, so um, so they really didn't muck around. This time I had the baby at the mercy, mm. um, and I love the mercy. They were really great. They were different to the Royal Women's. I think whereas the Royal Women's is a training college or school so there was a lot of younger midwives that breast is best and they really I felt like they really promoted that and it wasn't it was more about like no you need to breastfeed your baby um and I was really I was struggling with that Mm. as opposed to bottle fed and it was like well isn't it the best thing just to feed your baby whatever you know so I think at the mercy they were um there was a few more older midwives and um and they were like, you just got to do what you got to do. See, my um, uh, the lady who ran the birthing post, sorry, prenatal classes, she was an older lady and she was breast like all the way. She, oh, she was yeah, She was super pushing yeah. on breast uh, feeding. Mm. She was like, I'm not going to even talk about formula um, in the class. And I thought that was a bit um, odd. I think that's a bit rough because there's a lot of people that I know that haven't been able to, like their milk hasn't come in. Um, Or they, um, I knew one girl that just didn't want that, she didn't want to have breastfeed her child. Mm. She didn't, she felt weird about it. Mm. And so, and that's your own choice. Yeah. I didn't want to breastfeed at the Um, start. I'm like, I don't want my nipples to be like fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the other day, I... I breastfeed. I still yeah. breastfeed. And yeah. yeah, my nipples are like fingers, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think, uh, well, with Frankie, I found it really hard to feed him, but I think he was just a fusspot, and mm. he still is a fusspot with mm. food and stuff. Um, so I think I fed Frank for two, three or four months, mm. and then from then we did half and half for a little bit, mm. and then I... I think we did half and half for maybe three months. Mm. And then I was like, I can't do this. I just need to do one or the other. Um, and so I bottle feed him. Yeah, I, pumping uh, Well, I was doing... But because he wasn't feeding and I wasn't... And I think I had a lot of anxiety This yeah. when I think back now. And I, <laughs> and I was just so tense. And, mm-hmm. and maybe that just came out to him as well. Yeah. And so I just found it really hard. But with Pieta, it was like... Um, yeah, so I was induced with her, thirty-seven weeks. Oh, earlier. Um, yeah, so earlier. Um, because of uh, high risk. Yeah, no, sorry, I wasn't induced with her. Oh my god, they gave me four different dates. So for a cesarean, because they had said to me, sorry, oh my god, <laughs> um, 
do you want to try for a V-back or mm. do you want a cesarean? And initially I was like, no, I'm going to try a vaginal birth. I really want to do it. And the more closer I got to the end of the pregnancy, the more anxious I got. And I was like, no, I can't do this. I like, I can't handle it. I have to book in for a cesarean. Mm. So we booked in for a cesarean. She was great. Yeah. My, my midwife, um, and they gave me three different dates because it kept changing because my blood pressure because at that stage I was being monitored again um, because my blood pressure had been high Mm. and I actually hadn't seen my obstetrician for maybe two of the visits Mm. and then when she came in into the day unit or whatever it was she was oh my god why do you still have the baby in you (laughs) and I'm like oh my god I don't know why why Um, and she said you're not going home and she was like we're going to take the baby out now because you should have had the baby so I, at that stage, broke, went into tears because I was like, oh, I've got a three-year-old at home. Um, like And stuff to do. I, yeah, I can't. Because you weren't ready. Yeah, I wasn't ready. So she was like, you need to be back by seven. At that stage, it was four o'clock. <gasps> so I had to boost at home and then, I mean, and organize Frank and... And then we went back to the hospital and then I didn't end up having to pee at it till the next morning. But it was a totally different experience because I got wheeled in and wheeled out. So I never laboured with Peter. I just went straight in for a cesarean. You were awake. Yeah. yeah. So I went and had my epidural, oh, well, the spinal, um, to numb everything. Um, and they were great. And Leo was there. And um, yeah. Can we talk about the spinal block? Yeah. What's that like? Um, it hurts a little bit, but I think it's not like a pain pain. I think with Frank, everything hurt because I had laboured for nine hours or whatever it was. Um, so I had to wait and I had to be still in between the contra- contractions to have that. Mm. Um, but then I had like this guy in front of me and he was like, oh, you've got tattoos and trying to distract like, you. yeah. And he was like, is your first baby Stacey? What are you going to call him? And, you know, and by that stage we had already named Frank. Um, and so he was really kind of distracted. I remember it going in like just a prick and then maybe a little bit of cold or something. Like I, I think I was so focused on not being in pain. That I wasn't really, I can't really remember. And then with Pieta, it was, kind of, I think it like a little bit uncomfortable. Mm. But, um, and that's so like, you can't move. Mm. So you're like, okay, like mm. if I move, <laughs> what's going to happen? Mm. And I think you can't move when you're yeah, see that, having that's that. scary. That's you scary. find that scary? Yeah, I find <coughs> needle scary. Yeah. And um, throughout my pregnancy, my anxiety, my anxiety peaked. So yeah. um, I was straight away got referred to a um, psychologist yep. with, at the Mercy. Yep. So the first appointment was uh, with a lady who takes all your information down. The Mm-mm. second appointment is with a, an OB, this doctor. She was lovely. But because there was nothing wrong with my pregnancy, I got to see midwives after that. Yeah. So I got straight away referred to a psychologist who then I would see once a month. Yeah. Um, and she was lovely. And I'm oh, like, that's good. I told her everything I was worried yeah. about. And um, I couldn't get any pain relief for, uh, for during labor. And mine at the, at that time, 
I wasn't worried about much mm. because I was so focused on mm. laboring. But I reckon that um, if I was to get pain relief and it would involve epidural or any kind of needle, I would have had more. Yeah. yeah, I would have. And out a lot really of people do. I think. Mm. Um, I think for me, I was like, I'm at a hospital. And these people know what they're doing. Mm. And they've delivered babies every minute, all the time. Mm. You know, like they're delivering babies. They know what they're doing. I think that was my mentality. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you trust them, which is good. That's right. I trust them too. Yeah. Um, but, but I think if you've got a fear of... Yeah. I cried when I got um, blood taken out for a GD test. And I was like... I was by myself, Dan wasn't with me. Yeah. And I cried silently as the lady was taking blood. And she's like, are you all right? I'm like, no, but it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In my own bubble. Oh, I'm yeah. like, no, I, well, this I is think my everybody, fear yeah. that I don't need to involve other people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think healing after the cesarean with Peter was a lot easier Yeah. Um, than with Frank. Because um, I didn't have that trauma on my body of laboring. Oh, okay. So I think I'd laboured for a long time with Frankie and then to have a cesarean, mm. to have more trauma on your body, mm. you're cut, getting cut through layers and layers. Mm. I was concerned about the scar tissue mm. because I had um, cervical, I've had, had cervical issues mm. and, um, and one of the operations I've had down there was... Um, the scar tissue from Frank had fused to my uterus. Oh, wow. So they had to, um, I think, laser it away. Okay. So I was a bit concerned about that with Peter, like how much scar and is there going to be any kind of after things I'm going to need to worry about or, you know. Um, so the pregnancy with Peter wasn't easy, mm -hmm. I think. There was a lot of um, factors. And I was quite crook with her. Mm. Um, I felt yuck. And with Frank, I didn't. I had headaches, migraines. I could suffer migraines. Mm. But um, Peter has been the smoothest baby. Yeah. Um, she's just a totally different child. Mm. She fed straight off the bat properly. Mm. Um, she slept through the night. I actually feel like I was saying to you the other weekend. I probably could have <laughs> another one. Another one. Yeah. I don't think I would <laughs> or will, but um, because two I think is enough, um, for me. But I probably could because she was a breeze. But I think you have different worries. And you don't jump to every like we didn't put um Peter in a bassinet mm. we put it straight in the cot mm. like um in our room of course mm. um but i ha and you know i co-sleep with frank i mean i'm still co-sleeping with frankie mm. he's my <laughs> my special little guy yeah. um peter's very independent yeah girls are different mm. to boys i think mm. um but i probably could have a baby another baby but i probably um i mean i'm not in the right form you know, you're putting on excess weight and mm. um, with the diabetes, I don't think I'd fancy doing that a whole again because the likelihood of me getting that again would be... Oh, really? Well, I think it's pretty high. Like, I think they test you early, though. Um, but, like, I 
I don't have diabetes now. Yeah. It went away pretty much straight like straight yeah. away. I yeah. think I had the test six weeks after. I think you have it after you have baby. The same type of test? Yeah, you have the... Um, the drink? Yeah. And the blood test? Yeah. yeah. And it was com- normal. Okay. Um, and I've had some... I have it periodically just for, you know, yeah. my own peace of mind. Yeah. Um, and it's not come back. But I think it is pretty... Um, something that that... It would come back if I had another right. baby, maybe. Okay. Piera is a um, yeah, totally different child. Mm. Really, um, yeah, she fed beautifully, and I was so much more relaxed. I think because I was like I knew all the cues. Mm. You've done it before, essentially, and that's right. And so I wasn't too concerned about leaving her in the bouncer and having a shower, or. Not by herself, obviously. But, you know, like if I put her in the bathroom when I was having a shower with Frank, I'd be like... Yeah, yeah. Was he all right? Is he breathing? Mm. You know, um, I didn't have a worry about putting her straight in the cot. Mm. Um, Yeah, totally different child. Totally two different experiences. Yeah. And two different hospitals too. Mm. But both good experiences for different reasons. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I think two kids is enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, Leo would probably like to have... Uh, he would have a lot of kids, I think, mm. if he could. Like, he loves them. Is he from a big family? No. Huh. Um, it's just him and his brother. Mm. They're not a big Italian family. Mm. But I think, um, yeah, he, he's he been my saviour, I think. Yeah. I think I probably, I mean would be a lot more crazier than what I am <laughs> if I didn't have him. That's why I take my hat off to Sarah. You know, mm. doing, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, you do a lot and you take on a lot and and oh, I'm just in awe of that, I think. You don't I really think you don't know. Yeah. Um until you're in the same, you know, yeah. until you have a baby, you're like, oh, wow, how how do people well, you do know, this by themselves? Yeah, I think, like, Leo went away for five days fishing this year up north. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, Sarah does this all, every day. You know, whereas I take him for granted, mm-hmm. I think, to a certain degree. Mm. Well, yeah, but it's still a child. You're still... Um, they're still depending on you. They're still depending on you, Mm. and you are the one that has to get up. I mean, you know, when the kids are sick, they do come to mum, so they do want you more, I think. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But just, you know, that thought, I mean, yes, friggin' super mum. Super dupes. Super dupes. Super dupes mum. Yeah. But that's, that's right. Absolutely. For all the single mums or parents or dads and whatnot that are doing it out there by themselves i think it's amazing yeah because my god some days my head just spins yeah i remember um <laughs> i can't remember how old akira was but dan had to go to sydney was it sydney or brisbane i can't remember um and she must be like four or five months and you know she wasn't really a newborn anymore but she was mm. still tiny and Every day when he was away, and he was only away for four days, three nights, four days, I w- wished he would come home mm. because it was so hard. So yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know how to do it. 
Um, All the night fades, like, yeah. and you didn't look like a zombie. <laughs> you looked good, you know. Well, that's right, and I think that's yeah, superwoman, you know. Um. So, how is it for you now? Um. Yeah. Good. The kids play together. They're three and seven. Um, Do you think that's a good gap? Yeah, it's a great gap. Mm. I really, I didn't want to have a second child without having the first one out of nappies. Yeah. So I didn't want to have. I wanted him to be a little bit more independent. Yeah. And not have to worry about having, like either maybe one still on the boob. Yeah. And then still changing nappies and then having a newborn. Mm. I didn't want that. So the gap for me was good. Mm. Um, and I think it's been good for them too. She's a lot more advanced than what he was. But I think that's because she's got a sibling. Yeah, apparently um, the second. Yeah, but like she spoke sooner. She's done like she's little miss independent. Yeah, and they're good. They play together, keep each other entertained, mm. um, fight like there's no tomorrow. But she gets one up on him. She's you know tough. Yeah. I think compared to to him. Yeah, he's like. But I think he knows that. I mean, you don't hit girls. Yeah. And you, you know, and and she's my little sister, so yeah. he's he pretty good with her. her. Yeah. Um, he's hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> he's he. There's never a dull moment. Let's just say that. Yeah. The house is, like the other night, my it was our wedding anniversary, and my sister had my children for the night. Mm. And I was like, oh my god, the house is so quiet, and we're like creeping around the house. I'm like, why are we creeping? There's no kids here. <laughs> But they, so they do feel, make you feel, your house feel alive, I think. Yeah. And you do notice it when they're not there. You're like, oh God, this is so tight, like quiet. And mm. I couldn't imagine life without them now. Mm. I miss Akira when I don't see her all day. Yeah. And then if I come home and she's all grumpy and clingy, I'm like, get off me. <laughs> I know. See, it's an instant, mm. you know. Um, the beauty is that I, we work from home as well. Yeah. So that's been a... Like, that was been a bonus, working from home with the kids. Mm. We're lucky to do that, I think. It's super handy. Um, we work within school hours or, you know, mm. uh, unless we're under the pump and we have to work late. Mm. Um, but you just learn to move around the kids. Like mm. Sarah said, I think, like, you're not so much work during the day, but mm. when they go to sleep at night, then you work. Or when they sleep. Like, I've had good day sleepers. Yeah. Not so much you. <laughs> you didn't. I've had, like, I've still got excellent day sleepers in both my kids. Well, like, they're quite happy to nap. Mm. <laughs> hey. Great. Yeah, they just, um, they're great. So, I was it all right for me. Yeah. Uh, you have a discount code for the listeners? Yes. For your website? Um, it is BBABES10. Ten. 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 <laughs> I'm, like, looking at you like... <laughs> What a B like B E? No B. So it will be spelled B B A B E S. Ten. 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 One zero. Okay. One yeah. zero. Ten. <laughs> ten. Um, I'll pop the Not website. Ten. I'll... <laughs> yeah, you did say yeah, ten. Okay. Ten. I'll pop um, your website and Instagram links on the show notes so people can find them easily. And thank you so much for your time thank today. Thank you for having us. It was lovely. And um, we'll see you on the internet or at market. Absolutely. You will. Awesome. You will. Thank you, everyone, for listening. All right. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.